my than my usual type thing. Um, I had so I had everything typed up. You know, I was gonna do. So if you if you were here last week, you know, I was like, look, there's a lot of political stuff. I'll just do all politics next Sunday. And so that's what I did. I had, you know, pages and pages on the impeachment and the acquittal and the State of the Union and then that other crazy speech that Trump gave and Nancy Pelosi ripping up speeches and the Democratic primaries and the dumpster fire in Iowa and all of that stuff. And I was in the middle of writing just some final edits on it and I was like, I just hate this so much. I mean, that's kind of what I said last week, right? I'm like, this is just... This is so not what's most important. Um, so I had told my wife that I wasn't going to do another late live, live stream. And I said, look, I, I, I still need to go out. I, I typed this thing that was kind of a stream of consciousness rant a little bit. And I said, can I just go? Is it okay as long as I make it fast? And she said, yeah, that's fine. Um, we, we make that arrangement quite often. Anyway. Um, but so that's what we're going to do. So I'll do an actual thing on politics and, and kind of where stuff's at, because I do have some stuff that I thought was fairly interesting, especially about the impeachment, uh, some of the headlines there and then where the, the primaries are at. So we'll do that. But really I was, it was whenever I was writing about the state of the union and, you know, Trump didn't shake Nancy's hand and then she ripped up the speech and I was like, this is just, this is just drivel, like all of this. And, you know, I went back and I was, I was thinking about the handshake thing. And I read this piece from Vox about a different handshake snub, you know, about Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and how she didn't shake Bernie's hand after that debate a couple of, uh, like, I think it was the one right before Iowa. And she didn't shake Bernie's hand. And Vox puts up this piece about how, oh, this is us talking about her snubbing his handshake is just distracting from their main issues. This is some, this is just trying to drive a narrative. We're, we're focusing on the wrong things here. And then it's like, okay, well, people aren't saying that about the Trump and Pelosi not shaking hands. It's like, well, if Elizabeth Warren is this big hero for not shaking Bernie Sanders' hand because he's this horrible misogynist, allegedly, then I don't understand how... It's a big deal that Trump didn't shake Pelosi's hand. Honestly, it didn't look like he saw it, but I wouldn't put it past him. Would, would you? Could is it unbelievable that he would wouldn't shake her hand? Of course not. Of course not. But then she rips up the speech, and everyone's mad, and everyone Trump's a hero for not shaking her hand, and also he's a child, and Nancy Pelosi's a hero for ripping up the speech, and also she's a child, and it's like this is absurd, you know. And I look to see, I'm like. Did Vox write another thing about him snubbing Pelosi's handshake? Because I thought that would have been a, f a fun kind of hypocrisy to talk about. And yeah, they did write a piece about the State of the Union, but really what they focused on is they said, well, that really the State of the Union, her ripping it up in the handshake was just indicative of how divided we are. And as I was reading the piece, I was like, yeah, that's, this is actually a good, this is a good piece. This is good information. And at the very end, they're like, but, you know, whenever you hear Republicans complain about being thrown out of restaurants, which is what happened to Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders, and then there's people that did some stuff outside Mitch McConnell's house and stuff. But Vox was like, just remember that kids at the border don't get to eat with their families. And I'm like, really? You're going to write a whole piece 
about how divided we are, and then you're going to end it by justifying divisive action? It's like, oh, I don't like this border policy, and so it's okay to kick people out of restaurants and stuff. And I'm like, this is the problem. This is what I'm exhausted with. You know, Dave Rubin was supposed to do this live stream uh, after the debate on Friday, and maybe like an hour and 20 minutes into it, he was like, I can't take this anymore. I'm just going to go live now. And I was like, hallelujah, seriously, someone else, because I was watching it. I'm like, this is, we're up here. Some of the questions are important, and I'll talk about that on Wednesday, I think. But we're, we're focusing on the wrong stuff. You know, politics is downstream from culture, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But all of this focus on ripping up speeches and, and handshakes and who did this and who said that, I feel like is missing the main thing of how we got to that place in the first place. Like, why are we here? Why are we here? And so whenever my wife was like, yeah, you can go, just go make it, do your stream, but please make it brief because she's not feeling well. So God bless her. This is why you marry someone awesome. I definitely married someone awesome. I'm not sure I can say the same for her. But I was I was walking in here to do this, and the, what came to my mind, I'm like, what encapsulates what I'm feeling right now? And so I quickly Googled and then copy and pasted this quick little Aesop's fable. Like, this is what, I'm th this is what I think we're doing right now. One bright day in late autumn, a family of ants were bustling about in the warm sunshine, drying out the grain they had stored up during the summer when a starving grasshopper, his fiddle under his arm, came up and humbly begged for a bite to eat. What? cried the ants in surprise. Haven't you stored up anything for the winter? What in the world were you doing all last summer? I didn't have time to store up any food, whined the grasshopper. I was so busy making music that before I knew it, the summer was gone. The ants shrugged their shoulders in disgust. Making music were you, they cried. Very well, now dance. And they turned their backs on the grasshopper and went on their work. And the moral at the end, it says there is a time for work and there's a time for play. And I would extrapolate that out and say that for every season, there are priorities. There are priorities. And right now, in this season of where we're at culturally, where we're at societally, and where we're at politically, there is priorities. And I think that by focusing on handshakes and ripping up speeches and this thing or this thing is we're doing we're fiddling right now we're fiddling instead of storing up food our priorities are not right there's a time to address those things but we need to talk about how that happened in the first place this is why i'm tired this is why i'm exhausted because it feels like we're just it's just treadmill activity it's a whole lot of movement but we're not really going anywhere whenever we have these discussions you know, I watched this, uh, I think it was on Friday on the Ben Shapiro show. He, he did this whole segment about how American politics is dead and people like to blame Trump on politics being dead, but he's just the, he's the coroner. He's, he's the one who, is, who declared it dead. And, and then Shapiro went on to say that the two culprits for American politics being dead was the media, which I agree with in large part. And then he said, and Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. And I'm like, are you insane? Like, you know that is a shallow, like, such an absurd view. Like, Shapiro knows better than to say that. First off, he's one who says all the time, he quotes Andrew Breitbart and saying, politics is downstream from culture. That's correct. And so to asymmetrically blame any issues with our current body politic on the Democrats is I just think it's so absurd. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
It's like, really? Like, you're going to blame Nancy Pelosi now? Like, you're going to have to show your work on that with there is this thing oh, called the birther movement when Barack Obama was president, people saying he was Kenyan, and people can go on Fox News and say that he was a Muslim trying to destroy America all the time. It's like, no, 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 no. The media, yes, they do have a significant role in where we're at right now culturally and societally. But to say that in terms of divisive politics that all the blame rests on the Democrats, Shapiro knows better. He knows better because, like he says, and Andrew Breitbart was correct in saying, politics is downstream from culture. So if our politics is dead right now, that's because something died in our culture a while ago, and then it took a while for that poison to reach our politicians, whether they're on the left or on the right. And so I, I, I'm just going to read to you what I wrote earlier. There's not very much of it, but I don't know how to re-encapsulate what I was saying whenever I was just thinking about how frustrated I was. But I think that we're fiddling. We Our priority needs to be on the culture instead of focusing on Nancy Pelosi ripping up a speech or Donald Trump not shaking her hand or his crazy victory lap speech he did on, I think it was Thursday maybe. Um, we're focusing on the wrong stuff. So here's what I wrote. Remember that time Ellen got in hot water for saying that people should be nice to those they disagree with? That is what is to blame. It's every person who felt emboldened to say that, to say that Ellen was wrong for saying be nice to George Bush. It's every hack journalist who knew that they'd get pats on the back for saying outrage mobs are a good thing. It's every Twitter troll, be it some alt-right moron Nick Fuentes follower, or the Bernie bros that Project Veritas caught on tape, talking about how awesome gulags are, or Rashida Tlaib leading booze against Hillary Clinton in the name of Bernie Sanders. The fact that people do that crap, that insane crap, and know it'll be okay, and know they'll get praise from the loudest corner of their echo chamber, and know they can spew the vilest nonsense imaginable and get away with it as long as it's directed at the right or whoever the progressives are pissed off at at the moment. So it can be Oprah Winfrey. It can be J.K. Rowling, too. It doesn't matter. People know they can spew vile, horrendous stuff as long as it's in the direction of whoever the loudest, like, most vocal activists are. And they can say whatever. And you know what? It's the same so-called right-wingers on Facebook who post Islamophobic crap. I've been seeing so much of that lately, saying... Oh, that they shouldn't even be in our country or they shouldn't be able to serve in government. It's like, criticize the ideas of Islam, but that is not how you win a war of ideas by spewing just absurd garbage like that. It's inexcusable, and I've been seeing a lot of that lately. Or people posting doctored pictures that they know are fake, and then when you call them out on it and say, this is Photoshop, this is not good, they'll say, oh, lol, obviously people know it's fake. It's like, no, not everyone knows it's fake. I know people. We all have... Those old people friends on our Facebooks that repost that stuff and are like, oh, I can't believe it. It's like, that's fake. That's fake. And people who put that forward and don't say, this is fake, they shouldn't do that. I don't think it's Facebook's job to censor that or regulate it, but the people who intentionally put forward misleading crap or just or don't check it just because it goes along with their bias, they're to blame too. And it's the same also, again, people on the right who want to criticize every single thing that every Democrat says, but then they'll get all pearl clutchy whenever anyone talks about reducing spending on these unsustainable entitlement programs, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. It's like, no, you don't get to criticize every person up there on the Democratic stage and call them all socialists when they're not all that. A couple of them are, for sure, but they're not all that. But then 
be ardently defensive anytime someone talks about cutting programs that are destroying our country that are socialist in nature. Anyway, that all of that, that is what's killed politics. If politics is downstream from culture, then the death of honesty, integrity, and principles in our society is what led to the death of those things in politics. We can talk about Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and Adam Schiff all day long, but if we don't ask, why are they able to be how they are on both sides, then we're asking the wrong questions. And that's what I want to start focusing on. That's, that cultural stuff is what I was focusing on at the beginning of this. It's what I try to focus on, but it's easy to get caught up with the primaries, impeachment, and that kind of tyranny of the now. Um, but I want to focus on this cultural stuff because our politicians are the way that they are because our society is the way that we are. That's me, that's you, that's all of us. So we are the ones who made this monster, and so it's up to us to tear this thing down. You know, I'll close here, because like I said, I'd try and make it this brief. But I was I was thinking about this quote that Nietzsche, Nietzsche gave whenever this God is dead, and it's super misquoted, and a lot of people misunderstand what he was saying with this quote. I'm not here to dig into the philosophy of Nietzsche, but I do want to read the quote and then talk about why this is relevant. So Nietzsche said, God is dead, God remains dead. And we have killed him. How shall we comfort ourselves, the murderers of all murderers? What was holiest and mightiest of all that the world has yet owned has bled to death under our knives. Who will wipe this blood off us? What water is there for us to clean ourselves? What festivals of atonement, what sacred games shall, have to, shall we have to invent? Is not the greatness of this deed too great for us? Must we ourselves not become gods simply to appear worthy of it? Nietzsche is saying that if you kill God, if you kill something that big and that foundational to your entire world, then it's going to leave a void that will have to be filled. It will have to be filled. And, that's what, and he warned that humans would, ha, would fill the void that they create in killing God with something very human in its place. And that's what I'm saying is that if we kill the principles and foundations of a civil, stable, and free society, that's going to leave a void. And the things that will be erected in the place of those things will not be civil, they will not be stable, and they will not be freedom. So that's what has happened in our culture and our society. We've eroded those principles. We have destroyed the very pillars of what makes our society function with this divisive crap. And I'm going to get into why I think that is uh, probably next Sunday. But that's what we need to be focusing on. Everything we hate about our politicians is a reflection of us. We have got to own that. I've made the joke before that Beto O'Rourke wasn't promising people bullfrogs because he knows that no one's interested in that. Every policy that every single one of these candidates says, they say because they know that there are people that will applaud it, that there are people that will support it. So everything we hate about them, whether it's Donald Trump or Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or whoever, everything we hate about them, left, right, center, it's a reflection of us. It's a reflection of our society. It's a reflection of our culture, all of us. And just like Nietzsche said, look, all of us are to blame whenever he was talking to his own society at the time for having killed God. All of us are to blame right now for what we're seeing in politics and we have we are the only we're what did it we're the only ones that can undo it and i hope we can before it's too late all right i'm going to end it there 
I appreciate you guys watching. I'm Like I said, I will talk about some of the political stuff, I think probably on Wednesday after the New Hampshire primaries. My quick prediction is that New Hampshire is going to be the same as Iowa, minus the dumpster fire. The results will be pretty similar. It's going to be Bernie and Mayor Pete taking the lead, and then Warren will probably get third, and then Biden will probably get fourth. Probably something like that. Anyway, that's my prediction. We'll see what happens. Who cares? Predictions are meaningless. Um, but I'll, I'll do something on Wednesday where I talk about some of this political stuff, I think, because I owe you guys that. I said I was going to do it. Um, anyway, oh, uh, lastly, the giveaway. We do have two giveaway winners. Uh, I don't, I guess I didn't check to see if, you know, I don't really feel comfortable saying their names, but I'm going to contact you guys. Appreciate everyone that entered the giveaway for the gift card and the Amazon Echo Dot. Appreciate your patience and letting me move it back a week. Uh, sorry about that. I suck at uh, all of these things. Anyway, if this is the kind of thing you like, I don't know why you would after that um, diatribe. But if it is, please like, share, and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter. That's at My Mundane Mind. Subscribe on YouTube. That's Return to Reason. Same on Spotify. I upload these to Spotify. Return to Reason on there. I think we're on Apple. I don't know. I need to figure that out. This is a total duct tape production. Um, but, I, but I think we are. I know we got approved. I just don't know if anything's uploaded to Apple yet. But anyway, follow me. If you think that I'm completely off my rocker here, please leave a comment. If you think I miss anything, if you think I'm being unfair, if you think I'm misrepresented, I'm always open to that feedback. I'm always open to your comments. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for watching, and I will check you guys next time. Oh, and also, go Chiefs! That is, that is the upside. The th th that is what gives me hope, is that we won the Super Bowl. Holy crap, that was amazing. Um, yeah, anyway, all right. I'll check you guys later.